It's no secret that when truckers were allowed to use paper logbooks to track their compliance with how much time they were driving, there was a fair amount of cheating. Sometimes it was due to drivers wanting to get extra miles. Other times, drivers were coerced by fleets to make their pickups or deliveries on time, regardless if they were in violation of federal hours of service rules. Now, with paper logs and automatic onboard recording devices being replaced by electronic logging devices due to a federal mandate, surely this means every truck driver log will be 100% accurate and honest, right? Nope, but according to our guest, the odds of getting caught are much better. Welcome to Eyes on the Road, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass Way Station Bypass and Toll Payment Services. PrePass also includes informed dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge. Nearly two years ago, federal rules took effect banning the decades-old use of paper logs by drivers. Soon, automatic onboard recorders, commonly known as AOBRDs, will also see the same fate both being replaced by electronic logging devices, commonly known as ELDs. Supporters of ELDs say the devices improve hours of service compliance, which leads to better safety in trucking. Opponents disagree, pointing even to recently released federal numbers showing a slight uptick in truck-involved accidents over the past year. During the recent North American commercial vehicle show in Atlanta, one topic that came up was how driver cheating on logbook persists with ELDs. Talking about it was John Seidel. He's a former roadside inspector and FMCSA investigator, now a consultant and vice president of risk management for the trucking insurance company Reliance Partners. He joins me by phone. John, welcome to Eyes on the Road. Yeah, Evan, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time and inviting me onto this podcast. Looking forward to it. Well, just how widespread is the problem of drivers cheating on their logs with ELDs, something I thought the devices were supposed to prevent? Well, that's an interesting question, Evan. I can tell you this. A lot of people think these things are fail-safe, but when you really look at an ELD and how it works, there's two major things that an ELD does that a paper log didn't do. Number one, it automatically records driving line, which would be line three in a logbook, and that it also automatically records city states. So those are the two things that are automatically recorded on an ELD. Everything else that an ELD truly captures as it relates to the log is a manual entry for the driver. He manually chooses his off-duty line. He manually chooses sleeper berth. And yes, the device will default you to on-duty if you don't do anything in five minutes, but it's still a manual entry. And then once it captures those manual statuses that aren't driving, sleeper berth, off-duty or on-duty not driving, drivers can edit those after the fact. So to summarize this, yes, it's supposed to prevent false logs, but everything in an ELD is a manual entry except for the driving line and the capturing of city states. Well, as we're going to get into this podcast a little further, I'm sure with more questions, I will tell you that drivers are falsifying ELDs on a daily basis. Now, how many? I can't tell you how many, but as we get into the details of how logs can be falsified, whether they're minimal or whether they're critical in nature, it's happening on a daily basis across the country. And quite frankly, it's not going to stop when the ELD mandate comes. And of course, that mandate to switch from AOBRDs to ELDs is about a month away as of you and I having this conversation, while ELDs replaced paper logs about two years ago. Now, my next question, I don't want to give details on how drivers can use their ELDs to cheat on their logs, but is there some way you can give us an example or two of how this is being done, John? 
Yes. As, as I stated earlier, the driving line, which is line three of a logbook, is automatically recorded. How do you take that driving line and circumvent it? Now, I'm not saying that this is a good idea and it's completely not legal unless you do it properly. But what some drivers do is they use unidentified trips. When they get to a certain level and they're over hours, they simply log off the device, putting them in the off-duty line, and the truck will capture the movement of the vehicle, but it won't know who's logged in. So that trip will never find its way to the driver logbook. So then if you get pulled over, they see that it's off-duty. They don't put two and two together that you logged off and drove. You have this unidentified trip that is not in the driver logbook. Now with the ELDs, which is pretty nice, when the driver logs back in, it's supposed to prompt him whether that trip belongs to him. Well, if he says it doesn't, then it will stay at the company back office end for assignment or annotation by administrative staff. So they need to do that, either assign it or note where it belongs to. And if they're not monitoring it, drivers can use this. Another thing they can do, which is interesting, is personal conveyance is PC. Personal conveyance is pushing a button so you can be in the off-duty status while driving around. So even though driving is automatically recorded, personal conveyance allows drivers to push a button and drive around off-duty. Now, if you're not using personal conveyance properly, that's a false log. If you're using it properly, then it's legal. Yard move is another way. It's when you're at a shipper, you can push a button called yard move, and it'll allow you to drive around in the on-duty not driving line, which is that line four of a logbook. You would use this so you don't eat up your 11 hours of driving. You use this in case you hit your maximum hours and you just want to work past there without driving on a highway, you can push that button. Well, now other drivers can push this button improperly. So unidentified driving, personal conveyance, yard moves. These are three major ways that drivers can circumvent the driving line. Well, now we go to the sleeper berth, off-duty and on-duty not driving. If you're fueling your truck, it's supposed to be on-duty not driving. But if a driver wants a 30-minute break, can he have an ELD record fueling time as off-duty? Well, he can physically do it, but it's not legal because the definition of fueling is on-duty not driving. He should have manually chosen that line. But he ends up choosing off-duty so he can get his 30-minute break. Well, that's a false log as well. So those are some examples of how you can do it. Now, as part of this podcast, I'm not encouraging drivers to do this at all. I'm just stating that if companies are unaware that these things can happen and they're not following up, drivers will continue to abuse these and then we have false locks. So what do fleets need to be looking for to ensure their drivers are not cheating on hours of service using their ELDs? They need to monitor and track the activities of their drivers. There's over 500 vendors out there that are self-certified. Some of those vendors have really good reporting that will quickly identify drivers that are abusing unidentified miles, personal conveyance, yard move. So what you need to do is you need to hire people to go in and manually check to make sure that if a truck moved without a driver logging in, it was legitimate. What would be an example of that? That might be a mechanic that is local, 100-mile radius guy working at your shop. He jumps in a truck to test drive it. Well, then it can be an unidentified trip on the back office end, and then the manager just has to annotate mechanic. But you can't have trips that are gallivanting all over the country in unidentified miles. So if you're not monitoring those reports and assigning those trips, 
and annotating who they belong to, you got a problem. Same thing with personal conveyance and yard moves. A good vendor will have a report of how many times a given driver pushes the button to circumvent the driving line to do personal conveyance off-duty or yard move on-duty. Some of those will be legitimate. Some won't. For example, personal conveyance. If you load and unload, after you load and unload at a shipper receiver, you can go to a nearby reasonable safe location to get rest, and it has to be the first location available. So if you see the use of PC where a driver pushes the button and bypasses 12 truck stops to get closer to his next shipper, all under personal conveyance, that isn't going to fall within the premise and the guidance that's allowed under personal conveyance. So you need a human being to monitor that report, and you need to look at that to make sure the driver is pushing the button when they can and can't. So monitoring is what they should be doing. And what about steps, policies, or procedures fleets need to take to help prevent drivers from cheating on their logs with ELDs? Well, um, FMCSA has the safety management cycle. And after you're done monitoring, they want you to take effective action against a driver. Now, does that always mean discipline? No, but it might. So companies should have discipline policies of how to handle drivers that log off and drive, how to handle drivers that improperly use personal conveyance and yard move, how to handle drivers that are not matching up fuel receipts with the proper duty status. So after they monitor, you should have a discipline procedure that's progressive to try to discourage those activities. Now, do all drivers falsify because they have an intent on cheating? No. Some drivers falsify because they misuse things. So is it possible that a trucking company has not adequately trained drivers on the use of personal conveyance, the driver's interpreting it wrong, he uses PC, he thinks he's good, he gets pulled over and he gets a false log by roadside, or worse, the investigator comes and knocks on the door and find out your entire company is using personal conveyance improperly. So training and education might be the meaningful action that you take when you find issues of personal conveyance. You don't always have to smack a guy on the hand. Maybe he's misinformed, and maybe you as a motor carrier haven't properly informed him. Now, if you have tried to train him on personal conveyance, for example, or yard moves, and he just he or she just doesn't get it, well, you might have to remove the option of using personal conveyance for that driver. It's unfortunate because it can add flexibility to their life, but if they're not going to use it right, you as a company can't afford that. So what do they need to do? Number one, monitor. Number two, take action when you find things that are wrong. Because if you don't take action, guess who will? The government will. A little earlier, I mentioned that supposedly one of the benefits of ELDs is they were supposed to prevent or at least greatly reduce drivers cheating on their logs. But apparently this hasn't happened. So in your opinion, John, who is to blame for all this? Well, with this question, Evan, I don't like to use the word blame. Because as I stated earlier with how an ELD works, the only thing that's automatic about an ELD is when you step on that gas, it puts you in the driving line as long as you're logged in properly. The only other thing that's automatic is every time you start and stop, it'll populate the city states. Everything else is manual. And you can't develop an ELD that knows the difference in this example. Let's say a driver is sitting at a shipper receiver. And he's sitting in his truck relieved of all duty and he has no responsibility. It says that you can be off duty if you're resting in a parked 
motor vehicle, a, com- a commercial motor vehicle, and you're relieved from work and all responsibility for performing work by the motor carrier at that facility. Well, then what if another driver is back there doing piece count or monitoring or checking temperatures, responsible for checking off for damage? Well, that's on duty, not driving. A device doesn't know whether the driver's resting in a parked CMV or if he's actually performing work behind the truck at a shipper receiver. So you can't develop a device to monitor those manual entries that the driver does. That's where enforcement comes in. That's where our back office end comes in. So I don't want to say anybody's to blame, but one good thing about ELDs is it's easier to get caught. With a paper log, if you didn't have supporting documents, for example, tow receipts, time-dated fuel receipts, fuel cards, cat scale receipts, lumper receipts that have times and dates on them, it was very easy to falsify their log and very difficult to catch them, even during a compliance review. Well, now with the ELDs, the data is all there. It is much easier to catch falsification during roadside and during compliance reviews. But many companies out there right now are not properly monitoring this data. And if you're not going to monitor the data, the driver's going to push the envelope. Then you're going to see an uptick in your CSA scores, and you're going to see a possibility of the federal government coming in and doing an investigation. And I'll tell you, if you don't find it, the feds will. I used to be a fed. And now that this data is available, it's not very difficult to find false logs. So you have to be proactive. Are the implications for drivers and fleets more severe when there's cheating with ELDs compared to when there were paper logs? Well, the implications are the same because during a roadside inspection, if they find a false log, it's going to affect your CSA scores in the same way, whether it was paper or an ELD. During a compliance review, if they find false logs, you're still subject to conditional ratings or unsat ratings based on what they find. But again, it's easier to catch you. Now, what I'll say is, if it's easier to catch you at roadside, for example, um, you're using personal conveyance at roadside, the device specifically says that you push the button and you were off-duty driving, and then they interview the driver, find out the driver misapplied that exception for personal conveyance through the guidance, and then they write you up for a false log. Now your CSA scores go up. You're more apt to get a visit from the government. You're going to reduce the ability to get good freight through brokers. You're going to increase your susceptibility to litigation. And quite frankly, because I'm in the insurance business, your insurance rates are going up if you don't control your CSA scores. So every day that an inspector is out there looking at ELDs after December, they become more and more and more educated on a daily basis based on the fact that they're used to looking at them. So they're going to find more and more of these false logs, especially because the data is there. Now your CSA scores go up because of roadside. Now the federal government comes and knocks on your door. When they knock on your door, they're going to have the same data available to find the logs. And if they find false logs at roadside, now you're a conditional carrier. Now you got to do an upgrade. Now you got to fix your problem. Well, wouldn't it be better to be proactive and monitor all these reports and data before the government comes so you can control your CSA scores, so you can reduce the likelihood of a visit, so then you won't be conditional and you can be a successful motor carrier? Don't wait for them to hold you accountable based on an investigation or a roadside and then start monitoring. Be proactive and do it now. That's John Seidel, former roadside truck inspector and FMCSA investigator, now a trucking consultant and vice president of risk management with Reliance Partners. John, thanks very much for your time. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. And um, anybody can look me up and find me on LinkedIn. Go on LinkedIn, uh, type in John Seidel, J-O-H-N-S-E-I-D-L. If you want to connect, I'll accept your connection. you have any questions, 
send me a message. We can go from there. All right, and you can find John by logging on to the Reliance Partners website at reliancepartners.com. Just fill out the fields in the Get a Quote box and say you need to talk to John where you put your comments. And while you're online, you can find more information when it comes to hours of service rules, including about expected changes to them, plus other trucking news. Just log on to the PrePass website at prepass.com and read the blog. There you can also listen to previous installments of this podcast or subscribe to it as well as through your favorite podcast service. You can keep up with PrePass on social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Finally, we'd like to hear from you, so drop us an email at podcast at prepass.com. This has been Eyes on the Road, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.